this is the first time I'm doing a, um, a voice thing instead of just writing um, on my blog or doing these slideshows with music and all that stuff because uh, I feel I want to it's quicker to just explain some things um, than just writing this extremely long blog post and not everyone wants to read long text or um, slideshows or anything like this um, <clears throat> but I th think it's it's very important to to do something um, voice-wise. Many people already know uh, my blog and what I write about Preta Magère and what I've been through, what I um, experienced there. Um, and um, many, some people, not many people, but some people say, oh, well, you just have a, an ax to grind. You are, you, um, you're just a disgruntled former employee and all that kind of stuff. Uh, <coughs> maybe it is, maybe it's not. I don't know. It's not really my concern, to be honest. But, um, and I'm certainly, I can't, I can't, you know, my aim is not to shut Pratt down. No one can do that. Even, um, I keep saying, even two customers who have died and people have been injured, this doesn't close Pratt down. It's not, it's not about that. It's more the reason why I started writing my blog, apart from telling my own experience and my own story, um, that I literally have survived, and I'm not, I'm not over-exaggerating here, um, is to really show a, a different picture of what Pratt has been so, so successful in putting out to the public constantly this, this whole ethical facade or this, you know, they supposedly care for their staff and for customers and the environment and all that kind of stuff. And I've, I've worked 10 years in Pratt, um, and I have a very, very different story. Now, of course, people ask, why on earth did you stay so long if it wasn't that bad? That is, to me, that's several reasons. I think part, partly... I mean, ask any person who, who has been in a difficult situation or even in some kind of abusive relationship, often you get sucked in, you get brainwashed. In, in Pratt, it's very much, I mean, I was brainwashed as ev anyone. Fear managed in the beginning, I kept, or I kept doubting myself all the time. Um, uh, you know, you doubt yourself, things are, you know, something that happens to you and you think, huh, is, was that my mistake, what's going on? And Pratt is very good in turning this thing around and it's always someone else's fault. It's never, it's never Pratt. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I go in a lot of detail on my blog about on, on different subjects on, on this. And it's like every company, of course. They have to, they want to protect themselves. They don't want to take responsibility. They don't want to, um, once a company or a person or anyone, especially if they have a lot to lose, once they start admitting, okay, we made a mistake and this, of course, then you have a, a, a whole row of lawsuits knocking at the door. And of course, they don't want that. They want to protect themselves. <clears throat> but um, my aim, apart from telling my, my own story, and when I started four years ago, I was still extremely traumatized, and I just went completely um, completely overboard with, I was just very, um, in a very bad spot. I just wrote and wrote and wrote, but my main aim is really to show a picture that is very different from what Pratt is putting out to the public. And I have to say, when I started four years ago, there was hardly anyone new in the public. For example, I write more or a lot about staff issues um, because that's what I experienced. Um, and I remember four years ago when I mentioned something and I started to discover, um, I didn't even know about Glassdoor and Indeed when I worked at Pratt. So I discovered um, 
and I read all these reviews, um, similar, very similar and same experiences and I thought, oh my goodness. And I started just putting them on my blog and, and writing about it and uh, explaining what the person means because I understood what they were talking about on certain subjects. And But four years ago when I would then link it to um, Twitter or Facebook or wherever, um, customers were like, what? They were shocked. They were shocked. Um, and four years later, now today, it's, it's, it's normal. Everybody knows, yeah, Fred is a bad company. We know. I mean, there's, of course, there's always people who never heard about it. That's, uh, recently, I was in a tweet conversation with a lady who only knew, she's in the UK, uh, and she only knew about one customer that has, who has died, um, Natasha. Um, not, she didn't know about the second customer, Celia Marsh. So there's always, of course, there's always people who don't know anything. I mean, you can't, you can't know any, everything about every company. Um, but it's, uh, today, it's actually pretty amazing to see that it's almost normal uh, that people say, yeah, yeah, we know Pratt is bad. Four years ago, people were like, what? What are you talking about? Some people were even um, getting mad at me for, <laughs> you know, basically spoiling their illusions about Pratt. And that still happens today, of course, as well, you know. But, um, Today it's 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 much more um, common knowledge. Um, I mean, I've put a little video slide together on on the YouTube playlist about. Um, I mean, I was even surprised to be honest. Um, many Irish people on Twitter, especially, but all over the place, um, said, "Hey, when Pratt announced that they're going to go to Ireland in the summer um, to open the first Pratt shop, and the day there were many said, no, uh oh, no, 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 stay away, <laughs> don't come here, you're not welcome.'" We don't want you here. I mean, cl very clear, blunt um, words. You think, oh my goodness, it's like it's like a little Irish uprising over there. I don't know. But um, and four years ago, you wouldn't have heard anything like this. But um, uh, it's the main thing for me, you know, about the the allergen and the you know that I'm still, to be honest, speechless. How this can repeated has repeatedly happened and. Nothing, not only nothing is, has been done, uh, I mean, people have tried, they sued Pratt, they lost um, the husband of the second customer who died, he, he sued Pratt for damages, but you don't hear anything at the moment, I can't find any more information, and, and often that is because they probably settled out of court and then they signed non-disclosure agreements or um, other issues and stuff. I mean, I took Pratt to court, I raised a tribunal claim um, four years ago, um, and I was constantly, pre not pre I wouldn't say pressured, but I was constantly suggested to settle out of court, and that's what lawyers want, they just settle, 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 they get their 30% and that, that's it, and I said, no, I cannot settle and sign an NDA and, and then say I can't never speak about it, I can't do that. So I, um, I wanted to either go uh, ahead, but because my dad died at the time in the middle of preparing for the case and, and all that, I, I withdrew. Um, because the thing, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't handle any more tragedy afterward. I mean, I've got my full story on my blog and stuff, but um, I knew I couldn't, I couldn't take up that battle, battle especially with uh, if lawyers constantly pressure you to settle and they're not going to fight for you. They're not going to, even if I won um, and I had evidence and everything, um, the rewards are so low, uh, 
they're not going to pick up that fight. So, um, and I, but apart from that, my dad, died, I broke. I thought, okay, forget it. And that's when I then started my my blog. And I did not know at that time, uh, or in, in another way, I I I learned like everyone else about the first customer who died and the second customer who died uh, through the press. I mean, I worked in press when these two customers died, and. Now the second one just died close before I left, but Natasha Edna Laparus, that was 2016, I left Pratt almost um, the, the December 2017, so almost 18, almost one and a half years later. And I learned, and I was a team leader um, of the shop floor, and um, I mean Pratt is very, very complex. So you have a team leader in a kitchen, and you have a team leader in a shop, on the shop floor, and because there are two, it's almost like two full-blown full businesses you are running. You can't run both at once. You can't. I mean, you, of course, you have the general manager who's looking after everything. Well, if, if they're good, that is, if they're not just sitting in the office. And then you have an assistant manager in the kitchen mostly, and sometimes another assistant manager in the shop floor when, if, if the shop is really huge and they make a lot of money. But um, usually not. I mean, I've never had an no, I had one. I had one shop assistant manager, but um, it's very rare because so they want to save money on, on, on labor. So I was a team leader and responsible, and team leaders and Pratt are like mini-managers. They are actually the ones that run, they run the place. The kitchen leader in the kitchen runs the place, in the kitchen and the shop team leader runs the shop. Yeah, anything to do with what you do as a manager normally in a normal small place. Um, uh, you you do ordering. You order the stock. You you balance the waste. You see that you don't have too much waste. You have to have some waste to prove to Pratt that you have something on the shelves, of course. But uh, not you know. <coughs> you have to see. You have to look after the staff, after your team. Um, you're like like a cheerleader basically. Um, and of course the mystery shopper. That's a whole nother ball game. Um, mystery shopper. That everything is perfect at all times. Yeah, which is impossible, of course. But um, and other things, and you do the banking, and you count money, and you do this, that, and the other, and whatever, um, and you, you help with the stock take, and so on. But the main thing, and this is why I'm still shocked, the main, uh, not main thing, one of the, the big responsibilities a team leader has on their, on their uh, job description is health and safety. Anything to do with um, that you, you know, I, sometimes when I saw someone, even in the kitchen when I saw someone in the kitchen using the knife, like touching the knife the wrong way, they could cut themselves or something, I don't know. Or there is a 16-year-old apprentice using the, the slicer and they're not allowed to lose the slicer until they are 18 and trained, and stuff like that. Or just normal health and safety stuff. Uh, there's water on the floor and, you know, just make sure it's ASAP, um, get that cleaned up and yellow sign so that no one slips or... The cord in the toilet is tangled up, you know, when people lie on the floor and they, they have to be able to get help, uh, stuff like that. So anything to do with health and safety um, so that the staff and customers and yourself, uh, that you are fine, that you are not hurting yourself, um, of course, for this reason that you don't hurt yourself, but also that Pratt won't, won't get sued whenever any, someone slips and breaks their leg or something, I don't know. Um, and that's why I just still cannot believe, um, especially the first customer, that's Natasha, um, 2016. Um, and Pratt not only did not tell us that a customer died, and let alone the several people that were injured and complained about no labeling, and Pratt was sued in America by another man. 
who also had a sesame injury, and but he, of course, he lost Pratt one, but he, Pratt did not tell us anything about it, nothing. And I can understand, okay, maybe, okay, I can ask, what, what do you do in a situation? Do you tell, do you panic anyone? But furthermore, not only did they not tell us, they didn't even give us a hint of in any kind of way to be more cautious or more diligent with allergen or with labeling, nothing, absolutely nothing. They didn't, I, I thought about this so, so many times and, and, and I got really upset about it because I thought, wait a minute, this is my, as I was a team leader, that was my, one of my job description was health and safety and I took that super serious because I worked in the hospitality business many, many, many years um, and I was constantly looking out just for myself and for my teams and for my, my colleagues and my, and the customers and what have you, just, you know, there's no point in getting hurt or when I saw someone standing on a, on a movable chair instead of a ladder, I said, please calm down, don't stand on this thing, you, this thing rolls away and you are flat on your, you break your neck, yeah? Stuff like this, it's just normal common sense stuff, just be careful, don't, it's, it's not worth it hurting yourself and, and, and especially if then the company blames you for it, you don't get compensation, you are out of work and I kept saying this to my teams, like my colleagues constantly, if they were too high on the ladder where well, they're not supposed to be there, but the manager didn't tell them that, I said, come down that ladder, you're not allowed to be on that ladder. The manager can go up or the maintenance team, but not you, you're not insured, don't, don't do it, it's not worth it. You, you go down, you break some, you hurt yourself and you, are, you become disabled, you can't work and Pratt's not going to pay you, forget it, because it's your fault, you know. They find a way uh, to make it your fault, your responsibility. Um, so that was always my thing, but then, then the worst thing happens that can happen to any company or any person, that a customer dies or that a person or even a staff member dies from one of your services or products. It's the worst thing to me that can happen to anyone, to a company. Yeah? And, and these things can happen by pure accident, completely. It's not your fault, it's something really, it's, it, of course, yeah? And I'm not saying, okay, um, purposely, you know, hurt people, kill people, whatever. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. So disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. But um, from just having worked there and knowing the chaos and knowing um, how, and yeah, also, we, I wasn't trained, I had to train myself um, and we, this constant pressure because constantly under staff, which now is much worse um, in the pandemic, but um, we, this constant pressure to sign training material even though you weren't trained and this constant fight to go against, no, I cannot sign this, I can't, you have to, you know, I, I don't know this, 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 I have not been trained so I cannot sign this um, and constantly being the bad person basically, but um, uh, health and safety from as a job, part of the job description and then not being told that a customer has died or several and then let alone two and then several people got injured and it's like really? Um, and yet at the same time constantly being penalized about the smallest issue, this tiniest thing that um, you're constantly um, threatened and you get a disciplinary if you don't do this, if you, you know, constantly and yet the most important thing, the safety to human, human life was completely like, oh well, yeah. And I wrote, I wrote, I write about this uh, in my blog, a very long blog post, so sorry anyone who doesn't like to read, so that's why I'm speaking now. But um, 
uh, it, it took me a while that these things kind of started dawning on me when I learned about, like everybody else, about the first customer having died and so on. But um, so Natasha Edmund-Laberus died in 2016. Uh, I have to look up the exact date again, so sorry if I don't. But but in in um, in the spring, it was about March or April, don't quote me, I have to look it up on my emails, but um, in the spring of 2017, so after Natasha died, at least six months after she died, um, Pratt held a, a huge, it was a one week for sure, maybe two weeks, but I, I again, I can't remember exactly, but um, it was at least a one week seminar for all leaders and managers, anyone who was in any way in leadership, to rotate from every area of Pratt in, in the UK, I think the UK, but certainly London, um, to come, um, they hired the Barbican Center, not the main hall, but several rooms uh, at the Barbican, um, including the amphitheater. Um, I mean, I've been to the Barbican many times in the main hall to concerts. I didn't realize how many rooms they had. So we were upstairs. They had some free snacks and some drinks, non-alcoholic drinks, and um, all these different rooms, and they put on this huge seminar on customer service, and uh, they called it um, "Be Kind, Honest, and Generous," yeah, or "Be Honest, Kind, and Generous," whatever all that was. But it was it was "Be Kind, Be, be Honest, and Be Generous," yeah. And it was basically, in a nutshell, it was a, it was a, the um, the development team put that on. It was they had several rooms where different like ops managers and people from HR uh, from head office. Uh, we're doing a certain, I don't know, games or something. It was actually very silly, if I'm honest. I mean, we all, we looked at each other sometimes like, oh, whatever is this again? Um, you, you felt like a kid in a way, and they put on some, like, videos. and so It was basically, in a nutshell, it was about how to do customer service to get more customers in. And, of course, people know that Pratt is very, their main marketing um, strategy is um, giving free coffees and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, every shop has a budget. Uh, yeah, I write about this as well, and customers, of course, make free advertising, all that kind of stuff. But um, so it's basically it was basically that was about be be kind, be honest, be generous. It was all about um, how to slime, I, I call it, how to slime customers for yeah, so that they keep coming back, basically. Nutshell, bottom line, yeah. And one, uh, and I remember very well. Remember one situation where um, one of the development managers uh, was telling us to um, that Pratt doesn't want us to say sir or madam to customers anymore because um, Pratt has had complaints from, from transgender people or, or, or a lady that maybe might have looked like a man or vice versa and and they got upset and then and they and they stressed that I remember you know I remember thinking my goodness we have so much to think about we have one minute to serve a customer we have we are running around, double, you know, constantly multitasking, and now we have to also think about not saying sir and madam anymore, which often just comes out of a reflex. Not even, it's not even that we think about what we say. It's just, you know, and I had this my, I had this myself. I called a, a, a woman, a, a sir. I said, hi, sir. How can I help? She looked at me a little bit, and then I realized, oops, and then I gave her a free coffee, and that was that. Was that. You know, maybe she complained. I don't know. But, but I remember thinking, we don't do this out of viciousness. We don't. We are just, come on, we get not paid nothing. There's so much we have to think about. And, and, and to be fair, of course, many customers don't know the, the huge stress we are under with this whole Mr. Shopper situation. But every tiny, everything, you know, there is absolutely no mercy. No mercy. It's just about, I mean, you get upset that a low-wage worker is calling you sir by accident, by accident, yeah? 
And now remember, they, they stress that, uh, please do not call people sir or madam anymore. Yet, now this is spring 2017. This is at least six months after Natasha Edna LaBerouse died and several people were already injured, in, including a man who sued Pratt in 2016 and lost in New York from sesame, he had a sesame uh, reaction, which wasn't labeled. Um, so we are being told, and they stressed it, to not call people sir or madam, and yet they had at least one customer die at, by that time and several injured, and there was no mention on this whatsoever. Nothing. Maybe I should put a disclaimer for words here now or something, but there was nothing mentioned. There was nothing mentioned about allergen. There was nothing mentioned about labels and stickers. Zero. Nothing. All they cared about is how we slime customers and kiss their butts and love bomb them and, you know, under this umbrella, under this, this, this slogan of be kind, honest and generous. Excuse me? Pretz who have a hard, hard time to be honest and their generosity is a joke because the free coffees, that, that, that costs nothing for Pratt. It costs nothing for Pratt. And then Pratt turns around and raises the prices and, and all that kind of stuff. It's nothing. Absolutely nothing. And be kind? Yeah, Pratt looks kind. They look kind on the outside. They, I mean, the amount of times I've been in HR and they get a smile in my face and I, I, I walk out with ten knives in my back. Yeah? That's not kindness. Is it kind to have customers die? and not do anything about it. This is kind. Do, update, do nothing about it. I remember when um, I just came back from Germany, my dad, uh, my dad died and I, I still had to, this was this 2018, I still had to arrange some things, of course the funeral, and, 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 but then I flew back and forth, I had to clear out his house and all that kind of stuff. So all these things. And I remember I, and I visited my mom, um, she was still alive at the time, and. Uh, so I came back and, and I did my routine. I come back to London from Germany and the first thing I do, I just quickly, it was in the morning and I just quickly just go online and I called her via Skype. My mom didn't have like WhatsApp or anything like this. She didn't knew nothing about computers. So I always called her, you know, cheaper just on Skype. And I quickly checked an email, da da da, what you do. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to go shopping or whatever. And, and when I, as I check my email, and I, of course you log out, and when you log out of your email, of course, you see whatever your email is, be it an MSN page or a Yahoo page, and of course you, you land on the news. And I normally don't really check anything, but I, I on the corner of my eye, I just see Natasha Edna Lapelouse's picture, and basically Pretamager, a girl died of Pretamager baguette. Uh, now this is 2018 when everybody else, everybody else found out, toward, what was it, September or something like that? And I remember thinking, I look at this and I think, if, and I'm reading girl, 15-year-old girl or whatever the headline was, girl died of Petamajer baguette. And I'm thinking, oh no, uh, no, um, in 2016 or something like this. Exactly, it, 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 it said 2016 and I remember thinking, wow, I must have been so out of my head because my brother died in 2014 and it was very traumatic. I talk about it on my blog. And then Pratt bullied me. I talk about that on my blog. I don't want to give too much detail here. But um, and I remember, and I was totally out of my mind. I was extremely traumatized. And the people who know my story know what I'm talking about. And, and but I remember thinking there, sitting there, thinking, girl, a girl died in 2016 
from a prep baguette. My, and I remember thinking, my, I must have been so out of my head that I didn't know about this, that I didn't hear, hear about this. Uh, not realizing, and it had to dawn on me later, that Pratt didn't tell us. They didn't tell us. I thought maybe they told people, but they didn't tell me, or I don't know. Yeah, but no, 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 they didn't tell anybody. I learned, like everyone else, in the news. Um, and, yeah, this, this Barbican, I'm going to put uh, a, a few links underneath this YouTube, and um, for people who do love to read, um, much more detail about um, this whole Barbican seminar and, and, and stuff like this. But what I also want to talk here about it, and maybe, maybe I'm going to do more of these kind of talky things um, because it's really much quicker. I get my, you know, this writing, I've written so much and it's a lot of work and having to then do corrections and spell checks and all that kind of stuff. So I'd rather just speak from my guts. And um, the other thing I want to mention, um, with this whole allergen thing, is that um, the other shocker for me is um, that this whole mislabeling and mixing up of products is still going on today. This is 2022. We are. This is April 2022. I've been following customer complaints on Twitter, mostly Twitter, but also, of course, Facebook and Reddit and. Um, um, Instagram, wherever, and, and, and news and blogs and what have you, um, or, and people writing me, contacting me via DM or what have you. But um, it, it's, it is, I, I don't know what it is. Is it this a societal thing? Is it, this, this, is it, is it here in England, this, this, the government? What is it that a company can have two people die, several injured, and not only get away with it, but keep doing mislabeling and all that due to plainly understaffing staff. I don't blame the staff. Yeah? I, don't, I, can, I cannot blame the staff because I know how stressful it is. And now it's even more understaffed. I'm going to put this in, in this YouTube thing here while I'm speaking um, about, um, for example, I mean, I have this long blog post where I collect um, customers' complaints and customers, many of them, not all, and, and mind you, not everybody complains publicly, so there's always more complaints in the background via email or personal or what have you, and not everyone takes pictures, but I have a lot of photos on that um, from Twitter uh, about mislabeled products. There's a veggie label on a, on a ham croissant or a tomato soup label on a mushroom risotto or whatever. So all this mislabeling, and, the, and, the, and the, the craziest one I've seen last year, I think it was, um, I'm going to put this here on YouTube, all these pictures, uh, is a, a customer who bought, who bought a, um, <coughs> a Bircher Muesli. So Bircher Muesli, for those who don't know, it's, a, um, it's just basically a dairy yogurt mixed with like granola and um, I think, I can't remember, it has some pine nuts on there or something like that. No, 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 not pine nuts. It has some nuts and stuff. It has a different stuff, you know, just very, if it's freshly made, it's quite crunchy. But um, so it's a dairy yogurt, but he actually, he's taking this lovely big, big um, spoonful <laughs> just to discover that it's actually mayonnaise, yeah? So the, the, the stressed out staff accidentally took the wrong bucket, took the mayonnaise bucket instead of the yogurt bucket and made that Bircher music with mayonnaise. And these things, and this is last year or so, I have, I have to look it up. But, um, well, actually, I'm going to put it here um, later, uh, post-edit, so to speak. But... Um, and this is ongoing, and the main reason I keep saying to people when they complain about this I, uh, um, is it is 
solely the main reason is understaffing. Now we have even less staff, and, and even in my time, it was always understaffed. It's always very, very, very tightly rotated. The rotor is done very tight, very rather less people than more people, and then you are driven absolutely crazy. You have to run and rush and rush nonstop, and especially the people in the kitchen, the people in the shop as well. They have to rush as well, but there's a different kind of rush, um, and there's, there are different ways. But in the kitchen, it's a nonstop thing, also for the hot chef, and they have certain minutes where they. Um, uh, literally minutes, they, they get a sheet of paper, they have to do per person, I don't know, I can't remember anymore, um, let's say 10 products or something like this throughout the shift. And for each product is, is time. They have, let's say they have to make 40 super club sandwiches and they have, let's say, 15 minutes to do that or 14 minutes and 30 seconds or something like this. I might be wrong, it could be more, it could be less, I don't know, don't quote me. but is an example. And I remember sometimes looking at the sheet and I helped out in the kitchen. I thought, oh my goodness, I mean, how? So they are constantly rushed and then they are probed and then there is a, is a whiteboard in the kitchen where they are, every name is put down. And if I'm slow, so let's say someone has a production of 95%, they're very, very good. But I happen to be slow, especially when I'm new, and I have a production of 60%. And so it's, it's a psychological game they're playing. And you look at this board and you think, oh goodness, I'm just slow. And, uh, and you're being kind of, it's a, it's a, it's a bully, bullying mechanism and you're being driven and driven and driven. And you, so now you're working in this kind of environment and especially you have your problems as well. Maybe you just uh, divorced or your mom died or in my case my brother died and stuff like this or you anything or the pandemic or what have you, anything. You're already in this, you have some personal stress, normal, we all have. But then you have this extreme stress and in the kitchen they have very loud music and Pratt sells this as fun. We're having fun. No, no, no. It's not for fun. It's, it's to, um, so people work fast and there's always fast music and they don't talk yeah, because it's too loud. So, it's, um, and so you're under this huge noise, stress. Um, if, you have, if you don't have a good team leader, the team leader is giving you an ex extra hard time on top as well. You're completely flustered. You're completely, your head is exploding. You have to work fast. If you don't work fast and if you don't get the products out by a certain time and the mystery shopper happens to come, the whole team loses bonus because you were late. It's your fault. Yeah? So that's, that's, that's press psychology. Uh, so you are in this, picture yourself in this situation. You're there. You're working very hard. You just, maybe your boyfriend just left you or someone died or even if you have no problems in life, the music is loud, it's stressful, you know, the, the manager is mad with you um, and you have to do a, a vegan wrap with a vegan plant-based yogurt, what do you do? You run because you're so stressed. You need to get this out. You're already being told that you might get a disciplinary because you, uh, you're not, not working fast enough and da-da-da-da-da. So you're scared. You think, oh, I don't want to lose the job. I don't want to get in trouble. You run completely stressed into the fridge. Not run. They don't run. But you walk fast and you grab a mayonnaise bucket or you grab a dairy yogurt and you put that in your vegan wrap. And then you put it out. Well, you got your product out now, and they can say, well done. Well, they don't even say, well done. I'm sorry. They don't say, well done. But, um, okay, finally, you, you got your product out in time. Pooh, you sit down, you have your break. Um, five minutes later, a customer walks in, buys that vegan wrap, and that customer happens to have a, 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 an intolerance or an allergy against dairy, buys that vegan wrap, eats that vegan wrap, and two hours later, dies in hospital. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying, like I'm saying, disclaimer, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that Celia Marsh died because someone took, 
by accident mayonnaise, or not mayonnaise, she died of the dairy uh, situation, um, accidentally took the, um, the dairy yogurt. But what I am saying is, I mean, and I am, I am surprised that not, no more customers have died, to be very honest, unless we don't know about it. Um, because Pratt was successful for two years to hide the first death and then later another year the, the second death, but not hide, but keep it quiet, basically. Um, um, I'm trying, I am still speechless how this can still go on and um, it is very, 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 very easy to mistakenly take a different ingredient because of the humongous stress and understaffing and stressed out staff and, and the fear management and the bullying environment and the noise and the heat or in the winter the cold. It is extreme. It's like a, it's a, Pratt is a factory, basically. Bottom line, Pratt is a factory. Masqueraded as cute little kitchens in cute little shops. No, 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 no. It's a factory. And, and it's, it's brutal, yeah? And, um, I always respected kitchen people, especially kitchen team leader. I mean, I, for me, the job was very easy. And I, I had a manager once say to me, um, you, run, you run the shop with your eyes closed, because I did. It was, that, that came super easy for me. What didn't come easy is all the, the, the drama, all the bullying and all the stress for nothing, unnecessary stress. That bothered me. Um, but I always respected the kitchen leader, because running the kitchen, oh my goodness, yeah, there's this whole product and... The waste, I mean, of course I had to look after my waste in a shop, but that was, it's much different with the few, pro the, the, the drinks or what have you, but the food, all the different, Pratt makes it so complex, so complicated. Um, I mean, it's a, Pratt is a fast food place. It's a, it's a, it's a or what they, I mean, they, they sugarcoat it as a fast, casual, um, go, whatever, whatever they call it, but it's actually a fast food place, but for a fast food place, they're making it so complicated. The ingredients are complicated. It's, um, and they have to put this together so fast. And of course, it is, I mean, it happened to me. I took, I made a, a on-demand in the afternoon. A customer wanted a, a chicken something, chicken sandwich or chicken baguette or something. And Pratt demanded that we do it because if the mystery shopper comes and says, can you please make me the salad, which is now all of, because in the afternoon you don't have so much. And, and if you say no, you lose bonus. The whole team lose bonus. Of course, many people then lie and say, I'm sorry, we don't have salad anymore, but I never did that. I said, there's no point. Why am I, why am I showing you lying? And then, you know, I, I'm not going to look over my shoulder. So I was asked to do like some chicken baguette or something, and I wasn't so used to the kitchen. I worked in the kitchen a little bit, just, but I was not very fast. And I took the wrong chicken. At the time, Pratt had two types of chicken products, char-grilled char chicken and the other one, the normal chicken, the, I don't know how this cooked or something, I don't know, but, um, and the knob, the red chicken breast, the chicken breast was used for like super club sandwich and, and, and baguettes and anything to do with bread, and the char grilled, chicken, char grilled chicken was used for salads, and I accidentally took the char grilled chicken and made a sandwich out of it, not a big deal, chicken is chicken, except of course maybe it's cooked in a different way, maybe it's used with a different oil, so that can also be a problem, yeah, but if this can happen to me, and my English is very good. I can read very well. I've worked in Pratt at that time six, seven, eight years. Um, I'm very fast. I'm very organized. Um, if that can happen to me, you bet this happens to a young worker who is, just came from Spain or somewhere. In, in the, okay, we have Brexit now, but I'm talking about that time, you know, before Brexit. Just, and, and I've worked with many people, 
who just arrived, I don't know, two weeks before or something. They just arrived from Spain or Italy or Poland or something and and maybe, and for many as well, it was their very first job or their first job in the UK or even their first job ever or what have you. Maybe they just came from university or something um, or um, or they were younger or, or and often also their English was not very well, was not very good, so they often started in the kitchen, yeah, where they don't, and so you have this, you have, you don't speak well English, you just arrived, you're new to this, you're being driven and pushed and pushed to work very quick and, and fast and you can't read everything yet so very well, yeah, you don't know the word, I don't know, allergen or something, and you grab, it's, it is super easy in the rush to grab the wrong yogurt, to grab the wrong product, yeah, and suddenly to have this kind of thing, this is what I'm trying to say and this is why, I mean, I've written about this 50 million times on my blog, but I think um, I'm tired of writing and I'm tired of, and I can understand when people don't want to read long blog posts, but to me, it, it's beyond me that Pratt still, still has issues and they refuse to change. I mean, they refuse to, I'm not a Starbucks fan, I'm not a chain fan anyway, I don't, I don't, I try to avoid, except of course you have to go to the supermarket once in a while, but, um, but uh, I remember Starbucks, and I'm certainly not a fan of Starbucks, and they're super anti-union and all that, but they had an incident a few years ago, I can't remember, 2016, 17, or maybe 18, where there was a racial issue in, in, in one of their Starbucks in America, and um, there were, I think, two black men came in, and the Starbucks staff kind of accused them of something or whatever, and then they, they, and they called the police, and the police took the two guys out, so it was a total race, racial profiling. But I was impressed that, and, and of course maybe the Starbucks CEO did that to avoid another racial like riot or something, because once something like this happens, there's a lot of tension yeah, in the community. But he closed 8,000 uh, shops in the U.S., all the 8,000 shops, and to do a one afternoon like a training for all their staff. And that closer, it was the afternoon, and then and they didn't open up any in the, in the evening anymore. So once the was about what, a few hours, whatever seminar on on racial issues and how to you know not be a, a racist basically, but um, uh, they closed for an afternoon. And that closer that has cost Starbucks twelve million dollars. That that one afternoon, that that I don't know, was it one, two, three hours, whatever it was, twelve million. And here we are. We here we have Pratt where you have two customers die, several injured, not only do they not close to do a retraining, not only do they, you know, uh, not only the, the CEO didn't even resign, he, he stayed on another year and talked bullshit on Twitter, and oh, we are this and that, and, and, and I, kept, I kept knocking knocking him on Twitter, and finally, you know, and then finally he retired, remained as a non-executive director until he then also left that later because I pointed that out. What, are you, what is he doing as an, as an NDE, ED, still in the background in Pratt? Um, I mean, a, a, a proper leader, a proper leader, or in this case, like with the Starbucks situation, if something like this happened, especially as serious as someone dying, let alone two people dying, usually these people stand down and say, listen, I need to resign over this. The, 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 buck, the buck stops here. But nothing of the like. It's being postponed and then he is kind of half in and half out and now he's with Itsu. Of course, he owns half of Itsu and the mislabeling continues. The understaffing continues. Staff are being, their, their, their wages were cut and those little pay rise they did in April where Pratt um, 
had the audacity to call it their biggest pay rise in their 36 history. What's that? 25p pay rise or something? Supposedly staff <coughs> start off with 10 pounds. No. I've seen a job center um, ad on Twitter. The staff start at 9.75. Yeah. Um, and the minimum wage got raised and all of that. So you have all this pressure and stress on the low-wage staff, and they have to look after allergen, and they just can't do it. And Pratt still makes these dangerous mistakes, and no one gives a flip. And it's beyond me, and I have to talk about it, and I will not stop talking about this, because I was super upset that part, I mean, with part of my responsibility as a team leader, health and safety, and we weren't even told, and we were only bullied and fear-managed, if you don't do this, you get a disciplinary, if you don't do that, maybe this job is not for you, and this constant, this constant shit that they tell you, this constant psychology, and this every little mistake you do, and you are doing your job extremely well, but they, they portray it to you that you're not, and this kind of gaslighting going on and all that, and then they have people die, and they continue this thing, and no one gives a flip, and you think this cannot be happening, and Pratt keep, keep winning, they keep winning lawsuits, and um, they, because the third customer recently, last year, she lost her case against Pratt. She almost died of sesame. What's that young lady, Isabel? Isabel is a student. And they keep winning cases, or, or they just settle out of court and so that everybody is quiet. And it's like, it's mind-boggling, absolutely mind-boggling. Uh, and that's why I say, you know, don't tell me that this is happening to other co companies. Oh, sorry, I haven't heard any. I haven't heard any other companies having multiple deaths and injuries, and um, they just keep full steam ahead, um, business as usual. Um, and I just can't stop talking about it. And maybe I, I'm going to talk more about other issues in Pratt because I've written about everything, and not, you know, and not everyone wants to read long blog posts, which I can completely understand. I'm not a book person so much um, anymore. But that's, I think it's better to speak sometimes. And um, yeah, <laughs> all I can say is, you know, check your food. Pratt even had rat poo on it. I put it on YouTube. Rat poo on a baguette, on flies, all kinds of stuff. Uh, recently, um, a blind person wrote to Pratt on Twitter that uh, he um, bit on some hard object and cracked his tooth. And he's blinded because he can't see his product. So he's... Stuff like that. I mean, like I said, accident, of course, can happen. True, true, genuine accident. But this is too much, just too much. I mean, people dying, people injured, and this continues, and Pratt makes more money, and no one is, is this for real? <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs>